0: Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia.
1: that everyone needs to be a little more open with each other and share more of the darkness because in light of that is who you are then it i think a lot of times sharing openly is a good thing and it needs to be done more often but then at the same time you really have to be careful with who you're doing that with because they actually might not understand why you're sharing that or where you're coming from when you share that stuff so it takes a lot of trust
0: welcome 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 to the show welcome to the solid pepper podcast Uh, what are we anymore i don't know I'm Olivia. I'm an entrepreneur and a content creator. I'm the founder of Olivia Crin, a free photo editing resource, uh, and most recently, the co-founder of Velvet and Fur, a polymer clay earring business. Woohoo! And my current obsession, I remembered this time, is dragons. We'll talk about that later. And across from me, inside my screen, practicing social distancing, is Lisa Brasser. Hi. I'm very
1: curious about the dragons, because we've been talking for the last hour, and you did not bring that up at all.
0: I think um, I can learn from experience. There's no point. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm Lisa Brasser. I'm a wife, a mom of one and soon to be two, literally in two weeks. And um,
0: Ew, stop chewing in the microphone. We're going to get bad reviews.
1: Wow. Can you actually hear that so well? Yeah, it was this like this. This mic is powerful. <laughs> it's
0: <like laughs> and it's actually
1: like a good foot away from my face, too. So that's impressive. Um, yes, I'm currently sitting in my now finished for the most part living room because we've been painting it. Well, Scott's been painting it for the last week. He's amazing. I appreciate him so much. And I feel like I just put him through hell right before we're about to have a baby, <laughs> but and he's amazing. Who are you? Amazing. I already I already said what I am. And
0: Oh, you were. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you don't care. I'm anonymous. Um, my current obsession is um getting different drinks throughout the week from Starbucks that TikTok makes
0: me buy. It's crazy like how influential TikTok is. I got there was like an Amazon, you know, the ones where they show you everything oh, you go on Amazon. I get those all the time. I got like the purse hook thing that you put on the back of your car. Because I never know where to put my purse. And, you know, I carry, like, 75 purses with everything I need. And so I got them. And I was like, wow, this is so fun.
1: That's so <laughs> funny. Did you get anything else?
0: Um, I got an AirPod case. But that wasn't from a Ooh. TikTok thing. I got, like, an AirPod oh. case. And then I got, like, little dust protector things for it. I don't think I got anything else. I try not to watch those. Because I just, like, I don't need more crap. Like, I just... <laughs> all of it is crap. It's like, I got this rainbow thing you put on your window to put rainbows in your living room from Amazon. (laughs) I'm like, I don't need that. But why do I want it so bad? Okay, what's so funny, because that one specifically, (laughs) I was like, Oh, that is so
1: cute. I'm so gonna do that. And then she like, shows the finished product. And like outside of her room, you can see the letters on her sorority's
0: house. I'm like,
1: yeah
0: I'm not gonna <laughs> do that like, I'm too oh, old for this. I know the only reason I could think it could be cool is maybe for photos but I, I think could be probably mes- does not look good no you first of all I can just photoshop it second of all <coughs> I, which I just Photoshop everything in my photos, not myself, like extra things. But Same. second of all, I'm almost positive, but uh, I don't think rainbows show up in photos. I think that is really? that is one thing. Um, yeah, because I was talking to Retro. Actually, I'm going to live fact check this because I know you can get a photo of a rainbow, but I know they don't show up. Can rainbows show up?
1: Wait, hold on. Can I give a quick shout out? Yeah. It's the last photo you just freaking posted. The last photo series with the flowers. Oh, yeah. Oh. (laughs) I'm so obsessed. Like, they are probably, like, some of my favorite photos, like, on Instagram, like, (gasps) across the board right now. No joke.
0: Wow. You've never said anything about my photos, so that's, like, a rave review. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry i love you no pictures. not in no 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 not in a negative way but in a like oh out of the blue i really liked these photos that's Always, really like, nice about
1: I, them all day after i saw them like before i even realized it was you i'm like whoa that's a really cool i'm like that's olivia oh my gosh especially like the before and afters i was so blown away
0: Oh wow! Thank you. Oh, You're like, who is that? That photo's oh, that's her. Looks nothing <laughs> like her. <laughs> wow she looks so great in these <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure photoshop for sure photoshop. <laughs> uh I didn't photoshop anything on my face uh one blemish on my chin thank you I think that was it uh no those were actually really interesting because they were hard to do and we almost gave up on them because we were on my back porch and we had just laid out a sheet and I, our trail kept going, so what do you want these photos to look like? And I'm like, I don't know, like, good. And he was like, so how are you going to do this? And I was like, oh, always. I don't know. I'm just going to, like, Photoshop the flowers. Uh, but th- that was, like, draft number 12 because it took a long time. But anyway, they were fun. Um. Oh, are you going to talk about the rainbows? And then you have to yeah. talk about dinosaurs. It's dragons, but... Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not possible to take such a photo as you can't actually fly through one in the first place. A rainbow being formed by droplets above the ground and centered on the line from the sun to the observer's eye. The rainbow effect while undoubtedly pretty is actually the result of polarization.
1: Totally. This is why we won't have a scientist because he would say something like that.
0: He's like polarization. Can you you explain um, that?
1: (laughs) Can you explain rainbows
0: first? (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are they (laughs) Uh, it says rainbows aren't solid they're made when sunlight reflects off of drops of water in the atmosphere and because they aren't any brighter than the sky capturing one with a camera can be tricky so you can do it but most of the time I think they're photoshopped because it's like an illusion it's like it's like a point in the sky that you're not really
1: there are pictures of everyone posts pictures of rainbows though
0: Right, but they're saying to get the ones that you see, like the really bright ones. I think a lot of those are photoshopped. I don't
1: know. So dragons,
0: (laughs) yeah. So I'm like doing a lot of research, (laughs) but I'm like almost positive that they were real at some point.
1: Hmm. Okay, and intriguing. Please,
0: in the Bible. Continue. The the in the Bible. There are, which that's just where I do all of my source assignment. Okay. right? God talks about two monsters in the Bible called the Leviathan and uh-huh. the Behemoth. Mm-hmm. And there is a verse where God talks about how he cuts the heads, uh, plural, off of a Leviathan. Mm-hmm. He also mentions a Basilis, which is like a big snake like in Harry Potter, Uh And uh, how he, it says Yahweh cuts the heads off of a leviathan or a behemoth and feeds it to his people. Now, a lot of people were saying something like, oh, that just is a whatever you would call it. That's a metaphor. But like, I don't think it is because he was talking about what a behemoth or a leviathan is. And it's a large scaly creature that breathes fire and smoke out of its nose. Like, why are you putting it in the Bible if it's not real? Okay, so what else isn't real then? The The Garden of Eden, is that a metaphor? I don't believe it is, so I think the Leviathan is real. So, anyway, that's all.
1: Yeah, it depends on the context of the the text surrounding that and whether it's, like, whether that <clears throat> text itself is poetic because I, it was in Job. I
0: know... If, if the Megalodon existed, which it did, they found bones of it. If a T Rex existed, why is it so weird to think that at some point there might have been at least a Leviathan? Like one of them. That's not weird. That's not like, oh, it's a mermaid. It's just like a huge creature. Well, breathing fire. Right. But think about God's. Nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I'm just good point, saying wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like there have there are creatures that are just like whoa what? Like that is the craziest thing. So it's not that weird to think that there could have been something like that. God yeah. could have created whatever he wanted, you know. I don't I don't discredit
1: it 100%, just you know more research.
0: I will do more research. I'll get back to you. I'll write a book report on this. I, arturo and I already decided for our honeymoon we're going to Scotland and we're gonna go find the Loch Ness monster. I want nothing more in my mm-hmm. whole life than to do that.
1: I love, I love Scotland. The idea of it. I haven't been there.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of it too, and I think the Loch Ness monster is also real. But we can just keep going from this point. Let's just move on.
1: Okay, sounds great. Let's let's go into okay. the the. Um oh silver linings
0: (laughs) yep let's go uh, silver lining of the week okay you go first um so
1: of course I'm still pregnant but our house is so chaotic and there's literally stuff everywhere just because we had mounds um in the living room and then in our bedroom that we had to obviously cover up so paint wouldn't get all over it and so like putting everything back that felt really good I have to tell you though my garage I probably have 10 full garbage bags of clothes that I'm not using anymore and I really need to sell and give away so you really need to help me with that Olivia look through them Yeah. Oh, totally. My gosh. It's old clothes for the most part though. Or like a lot of it is just like not my style anymore. And I just don't want to try like to incorporate it anymore. Like I just want to build a new wardrobe. And so anyways, the silver lining with all of that is my house just feels clean for the most part, actually. I like really need to deep clean it again. But um, the walls are white and they're not poop brown and avocado green and like a weird yellow color in mm. one room and so it just feels good to um I don't know like start anew and refresh everything especially because we were supposed to be remodeling like the back part of our house at this point and all that and then all of this happened and we're like well make our house what we want it to be and then just stay here and live like this for a while because we can make do so you know just being content with where we are and making making it the best that we can make it
0: yeah that's great yeah I think you guys are gonna make your house awesome which I already like your house but I know you guys want it to be bigger because you're gonna you obviously like are having more kids yeah, I think you guys are going to make your house exactly how you want it. It's just going to be like a long process. But I think it's kind I've always thought that I wanted to build my house either from the ground up or remodel, because then you can have exactly what you want. Because um, you're, no matter what, if you move into a house, there are going to be things that you don't want. So at least you guys have that opportunity. So it'll be a while, but that's Yeah,
1: cool. yeah, it'll, it'll feel good eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh what's your silver lining
0: I was trying to think but I think uh during the the quarantine God has just been like really trying to uh help me like relinquish control (laughs) and like I just don't want to it's like so annoying like leave me alone you know um but I have I just like had a conversation with Arturo which in all transparency usually like ends in a fight because I just like don't want to listen to other people because like I'm the smartest right like I know everything better than other Mm -hmm. people you know and (laughs) but it was because it was something for one of my businesses so I just think like it's mine so I know it better but then we I ended up just like not leaving like I normally do and just stayed calm and I just felt like God was just being like You need to just be patient and work through this and let go. Just let go a little bit. And then I did and we worked through it and I felt like it was like a win because obviously it's a positive and a negative to have that type of personality because I want everything to be perfect, but then sometimes it will like totally affect the way that I operate, you know? So anyway. I thought that that was, like, good for me to just be able to be, like, even though it is my thing, other people can have a say sometimes. Not everyone, but some uh, some people can. So that's all.
1: Yeah, I always have a hard time whenever Zav has advice for me in an area that he has no idea or, like, thinks thinks he thinks that he knows Better, and I'm just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what else? What else? No. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've learned that even if um, if I I think he doesn't understand or I think he knows or I don't think that he completely gets it, which could totally be valid. At the same time, he's such a good like entrepreneur and he can see things from a different angle so I'm like if anyone were to give me input I should at least listen to him
0: <laughs> yeah totally and I think sometimes it's even like just practicing like listening and actually having an open mind even if you don't end up going with what they're going with because sometimes I really totally. do think like hey I Artie, you're not a girl. You don't get what I'm saying. You don't really get the vision, but that doesn't mean that I can't take some positive or something from what you're saying and adapt that to what I want. And I think it's so important, like, especially, you know, owning a a business like with my best friend, who's a girl, and being like, okay, we need to really communicate and we need to hear each other out and not just think the other person knows better you know or doesn't know better or whatever so yeah but it can be hard but i'm learning so there we go
1: that is good good job
0: thanks you're welcome two gold stars you like my photos and you told me good job
1: (laughs) oh it's a good day for me apparently <laughs> That's no, really good, not. It's a,
0: it's a good day for me because I like, I I've won your approval. <laughs> Finally, it took long enough. Uh, oh. Yeah, it only took you like a year, you idiot. <laughs> Okay, one quick second. I just wanted to pop in here and let you guys know that during this hard time, we want to spread a little bit of love, uh, just in a simple way. Uh, You may have seen on our Instagram that we posted about our handmade salt and pepper scrunchies. Well, we want to give you a free scrunchie. Uh, We have all new colors like black. We have black glitter, uh, silver, silver glitter, of course, teal, white silk. Um, They're so cute. My favorite is the teal. Um, I always want to wear black scrunchies but i have black hair so the teal just pops perfectly um anyway all you have to do is head to apple podcast uh, subscribe rate and review then just feature this new episode on your stories on instagram and tag us uh you can just comment on a recent post letting us know you did that or just dm us and we will get that scrunchie out to you love you guys now let's get back to the show
1: so today's topic we're talking about friendships And um, a little bit more specifically, how to go about friendships where they might be toxic or you don't really know what to be doing in certain situations.
0: Yeah. Or the loss of friendships, too, and, like, how to navigate those.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Usually stemming from toxicity.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh which is so interesting because i feel like every single a lot of women i think men too but i think mostly women go through this more often than not and we don't really talk about it very much i actually haven't uh really heard that even that many podcasts on this topic most of the time because i just hear them go there's a season for everything and just forget about it move on but they don't ever say, yeah, but that like extremely affects your life when you lose a friend or you lose a best friend. And sometimes it's harder to get over that than a breakup. Like that's been my experience. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, so in my experience, I've had, I've had, okay. So m- my friendships, just in general, I've had, <clears throat> So many friends to just put it blankly. Is that the right word? Bluntly. To blunt, bluntly. My gosh, please forgive me, everyone. I have I like blankly mom brain though. blankly that did not make any sense. I'm like, that's not the word. Um, and I think most of it is just because I've. always been in so many different social groups and so i had my romanian friends i had like my romanian massive romanian family and then i had my uh church american church friends and then i had my american friends like my high school friends and um they were all always just in different groups and they never collided with each other which is really interesting and so i felt like when I lost one friendship, it was never super devastating because I never lost, I don't think, such a huge relationship when I was younger to the point where I was bummed out about it because I had, like, a ton of other friend groups. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I had the mentality of whatever. It's fine. Everything happens for a reason. And I honestly don't think that I I put a lot of – um Like eggs in that basket because I had so many baskets. Um,
0: (laughs) I had so many eggs. I have so many
1: eggs, (laughs) clearly, as I'm pregnant. Just kidding. Gross. Um, (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) And so (laughs) I haven't talked to people in so long. So I think that I'm just like spewing things out of my brain at this point. Um, No filter. So I think that friendships weren't really difficult for me until more recently in the past. I think once I moved to Eugene and I finally realized like, oh, these are friends I never want to lose. Not in Eugene. I didn't really make any friends, unfortunately. But when I was leaving from Portland um, and I just – Again, with the mentality I had lost, um, one really toxic relationship. And I'm like, well, that was definitely supposed to happen. But even thinking about having people in my wedding, I'm like, well, who do I want to have in my wedding? And, um, I was just thinking in a, a certain vantage point of like, their relationship towards me and how they've like helped me spiritually and I actually really regret that because I I really wish I took more of my friendships more seriously because not every single one of my friendships have to do with my spirituality and I'm really bummed out I didn't include certain people because I I don't think that I understood how amazing of friends they were other than through my Christianity, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't think I gave enough credit to a lot of my friends growing up. And so for myself, I would lose a lot of friendships and not care. But I think I was also um because I already kind of know your story with like uh People
0: dropping like flies.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> and I was kind of just the 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 fly, honestly.
0: Yeah. Like you just didn't really care as much.
1: Yeah, where I know a lot of my friends were hurt by me and now that I look back on that, I've had to apologize to a lot of people.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think I mean, I definitely think that there can be, like, kind of a positive and negative outlook to that attitude, too, because... Uh- I think it's really good to understand like you should not be finding your identity in anybody, like in any friend, in any partner or boyfriend, um, because people will leave you. And I kind of wish I had that mentality when I went through a period of time where I lost really close friends. And by like really close, like, best friends I would bet a million dollars would never hurt me and I banked who I was on them to the point that when I lost them and I and they never explained well one of them did but I was I was never I never understood why that I felt like who I was as a person was completely like who even am I then because if this person can do this to me then who else could do this to me and what did I do wrong and what's wrong with me um so even though I totally get how your your mentality could have hurt other people around you it's almost like you have to find that happy medium like if this person left my life right now it would be so hurtful but I would be okay because I know where my identity lies um and I really, really learned that, and it took a long, long time uh, after I lost things. And I, and I still think of certain friends every day. Like there is sometimes not a day that goes by that I don't think of of people that aren't in my life anymore. But I care so deeply about my friends. But I also know it's not easy to be my friend. So I have to have that self awareness <laughs> as well. You know? What do you mean by that? Um, I think it took me a really long time to understand my own personality and my abrasiveness sometimes. And I just never knew how I came across like being an eight on the Enneagram, <laughs> um, not understanding like to me saying something could seem just so straightforward like, oh, I was just being honest. I wasn't being mean, but that a lot of people can't take honesty. And if you want to be honest with them, you have to be very delicate and you have to sit down with them and be like, I love you so much, but I'm thinking this way. No, not you. I feel like you <laughs> can, you can actually take it. <laughs> um, it took a lot I of,
1: that takes a lot of learning though.
0: It, it took a lot. And I think that's why I was mostly friends with guys in, especially in college. Um, and I, looking back on that, it's just because to be honest, it's so hard to be friends with women a lot of times because so it's hard. just so much drama. And I, to me, I can't do drama. And even though I I also feel like the Lord is working in my life this way of just like, I just want to be like, can you just stop and just <laughs> just quit being a pansy? And I know that I can't be like that because not everybody is the same. Um, But I think that that also fuels like... All friendships have a season, but it also takes two to tango. And it took me probably like after losing my one of my initial best friends, it probably took me like two or three years to finally admit that I had a fault in that falling out because Mm -hmm. I was just so hurt from it. But until I realized that I was at fault, I wasn't able to learn from it and grow from it. And you have to be able to grow from those things. Or then what was the point of going through all of that? You know,
1: that's so interesting because And I wasn't afraid. This is what I learned later as I could step away from the situation and really look in and see what was going on is whenever I would lose those friendships, sometimes it was getting to the point where the friendship was getting way deeper and they were going to start seeing parts of me that I didn't even want to admit to myself. And so I was fine with losing those relationships because I didn't even want them to see the real me and who, like, what my faults were and who I truly am, which is like a, a fallen creature who hurts people. And I can be mm-hmm. aggressive. I think I give a lot of grace to people. And then there's an extent where I'm like, oh, wow, my rose-colored glasses are definitely off now and there's a lot of things about you that annoy me and I don't know how to comprehend that except for not being a friend anymore. And it took a long time for me to later be like, oh, it's okay for us to have our differences and to think differently. And so that goes back to like my wedding day and who I choose chose to be a part of my wedding and i don't regret anyone that i had in my wedding even looking back i'm like so happy with my decisions um i like wish i could have had more people so i would have been the annoying like 15 person bridal party bride (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that other than a few friendships that i had when i was younger i only started taking my friendships a little bit more seriously now ever since I moved away from Portland and I realized how important friendship is and that you need friends. Because when I was in Eugene, I didn't have any friends. And I was like, wow, making heart, making friends is really hard. And I really took for granted every single friendship that I had, especially with the people who treated me the most amazing. Um, And so it sucks, especially when you're in a toxic relationship and... Um, friendship-wise, and a toxic friendship. And you really want to stay friends with them because they could be really amazing, but then they make you a really bad person, which that's, like, one of the friendships that was happening to me. And Zav had to help me realize, like, this person's bringing you down, and they... Are just having a really negative impact on you and you really need to think about the decisions that you're making and why you're friends with them
0: yeah that can be that can be so hard because especially when you care so much about them like oh yeah i've had experiences like that where you're like i love you so much but you are not the person i can be around because it's affecting me so much like mentally that's not a friendship that's something different and it's like I'm your
1: counselor and I'm I'm just essentially and that's what I had to learn is that I I really love the underdog and this is also a dating um dating thing dating issue that I had is that I just loved to help people in a really difficult spot and I'm like Oh, I'm just friends with a lot of really weak people, (laughs) and (laughs) it's because like I'm really strong emotionally, and I'm a really good listener. And then I was realizing, wow, I'm becoming a really mean-hearted person because I'll get to the point where I'm like, dude, you need to buck up, or like, girlfriend, you are like not taking any advice. And I'm like, oh, it's because I don't have anyone helping me out to where I can help these people out. And so you really have to understand, like, you need to be around people who can take and give away. I think that's what a really good friendship is. You're like equal parts into it. And you have the same mentality of like, I know you're not going to hurt me in anything that you say to me is out of love and respect and if that's not what's going on then you're probably their mentor
0: (laughs) yeah and I've had those experiences and it's like you have to you can't keep filling up someone else's cup if they haven't put like a drop into yours and it's like you have to understand like that person might need more help than you can give to them and it's more mentally draining and you can still be there for them and like pray for them totally Um,
1: it's just not like a true
0: it's not what I would call a friendship. No, no, no. A, know, there has to be another word for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I just, I feel like um, there, there was a time when I was talking to Arturo about this and I was just getting hurt and hurt and hurt by friends. And there was, I think, a period of about a year and a half when I had lost three very, very close friends to me and like straight up to my face. I don't want to be your friend anymore because you do this, this, and this. I don't feel like, you know, this, this, and this. And in hindsight, um, there, you know, there were a a couple of experiences because of like my faith and the fact that I don't um, indulge in a lot of things that people do. And which I wasn't judging them but a lot of people don't like to be around someone that makes them feel like you're a downer you know so unfortunately I think I became that for a lot of people like the wet blanket which is like I'm a fun girl you know but um it was just like like you Arturo would ask me he would be like why do you take this so personally and I had to come to the realization that when I feel like my friends have quote unquote failed, which they hadn't, they had like just kind of redirected. But when I felt like they had failed, I felt like I had failed because I had just invested so much of myself into them. So when they would maybe do something that that was not beneficial for their life, I felt like I had done something wrong. Like I hadn't been their counselor enough. I didn't, you know, do all this. And then that's when I realized Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's not that's not what a friendship is like at all. That's Mm -hmm. like, that's damaging. Like I should be getting paid by the hour, you know? (laughs) So totally. Yeah. But it can be really hard to let those things go. And I still have a hard time with it for sure. So,
1: yeah, I, I would say that how I knew. So there is this one relationship and I think it was, it was the first, friendship where I was really close with someone and I had to come to the realization that they were toxic and they were just living a lifestyle. I mean, I definitely like wasn't perfect or anything like that, but they were just living in a lifestyle where I was constantly having to save them. And that it, it was fine for me because as a friend, she she was like such an amazing friend. And I honestly didn't mind saving her and helping her because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do as her friend. And then as I was starting to date Seth, he was actually telling me, he's like, "We're we're on a, okay, we're on a date right now we are long distance. She called you to pick you up from an hour away and you're about to leave me. I'm like, yeah, like I have to, like, she's my best friend. Like I can't. And so having to do that, like, I just thought that's what friends are for. That's what friends do. But she also probably didn't realize that she was, putting my own relationship at risk. And I was putting, you know, I didn't (laughs) think that for very long. So who knew that we were going to be so serious so quickly, but she didn't know that, you know, she was even hurting my own relationships. Like she, she probably didn't realize that everything she was doing was actually taking over a lot of like my own points in my life to the point where Um, I had introduced her to some of my own friends and, um, she unfortunately was starting to then, um, ask them to save her from certain situations and putting them in, I think, inappropriate circumstances. And it was just really hard because I, I was like, trying my best to be a good influence on her but as a christian she just thought oh you're being judgmental and i'm like dude i don't care like i have a lot of friends who get drunk i i myself i like to have drinks i love wine i miss wine so much i actually have wine packed in my hospital bag like (laughs) i'm so not judgy and um Especially when, like, that's not the lifestyle that you adhere to. I'm, I'm not going to judge you for that. Uh, you're my friend beyond those reasons. <sighs> and, like, any time I would say, like, do you need another drink? Well, that's not what I would say. But I would be like, hey, um, you actually are to the point where you can't speak properly and you were supposed to like start work in a few hours it's hard because even then i'm like the bad person like how I'm, I'm wondering even for you like how in a friendship have you had to like help someone without overstepping those boundaries like have you been able to figure that out because I think that's something that's even difficult for me to like stand true to my own beliefs and like well this is just the way that I do things and um also not putting other people in an awkward situation or is that where the friendships just ended
0: (laughs) I think that there's definitely a time where like you can't be friends with somebody because what you do just does not align with them and I've had that where I was friends with someone that didn't have the same religious beliefs as me and like I would hang out with her and we actually had a really good friendship but it just got to the point where it was like we're only hanging out one on one I can't invite you to my friend things and you can't invite me to your friend things Mm -hmm. and so that's when it took like the turn of her having to be like I just feel like we can't do anything together and it's like yeah I mean you're right you know but I also think that there's um there are times and I do have other friendships where I guess not in like a like a cocky way because it sounds like that but just like leading by example and just being like I'm not gonna do this stuff and if you want to do this stuff, that's fine. But just so you know, we can actually have a lot of fun without doing this stuff, you know. Right. And yeah. I've never, like, especially since I lost one of my initial friends, like, I grew so much by being, like, I was really judgmental. I played a huge part in why that friendship ended. So how can I navigate not being judgmental, but just staying true to who I am? And like you said, there are going to be people that think that you're judgmental no matter what. It does not right. matter what you do. And you know what? Whatever. like that, They can do what they want to do. But I also know that there are people like, maybe we don't have the exact same beliefs, but they know I'm not going to do that stuff. And they don't want to do that stuff when I'm there because we have fun. And I just, I don't say anything, but like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that don't actually want to be doing a lot of the stuff they're doing, but they're just doing it because they either feel pressured or the people around them are doing it. And again, if people listening like to do the things I'm saying I don't like to do, that's completely fine. But I think the issue comes when, like you said, like you, you're you turning into you know your friend's mom like all of a sudden you're the one having to to coach her on like hey you have work in the morning like that's not your job to be that and that can get exhausting you know yeah
1: yeah it was and and just so everyone knows especially because I have friends who drink or get drunk or whatever like that this is such a different scenario than the person who's the friendship that I specifically had because it was um, like being put in really sketchy situations where um, this person like didn't even know where they were at or who they were with and I was having to pick them up talking to someone that she didn't know and I didn't know on the phone because they were like a DD at the party and they're trying to give me instructions on like how to get to the house like that those kinds of situations where like you're actually being so stupid you don't even know how you got there irresponsible exactly and they also had a job in Um, an area where like the party scene was just so huge. And so she would find herself in those situations, like right when she got off, got off work. And so um, it was just like really hard, especially because I transitioned from like being one of those party people when we first started hanging out into like, I was changing my lifestyle and my choices halfway through and I, I think that some friendships, like your friends don't care where you're at and they love you like for reasons beyond environment and what you're doing. And then there's other friendships where, oh, we're just friends because we go to church or like, we're just friends because we party together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And other than that, there's no depth and um i think that's what i also had to finally realize is what friendships are actually worth keeping and those are the ones where you're talking about more than just the weather and oh that cute boy or um work or whatever the environment that you know that person through
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no i completely agree with you and yeah, in the same way, I think that there's, like, a really big misconception, especially, like, when a Christian or, like, I'm saying, oh, that person was drinking. It's like, like you were saying, it's not like, oh, they were having a glass of wine. Every single friend I have, close friend, drinks. It was, like, there's more to just a relationship than, like, for ex- for example, like, lying, all the time about everything and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you go from you go from this certain person to a full 180 like completely different person you know when you know there's a time to like leave a friendship and that's when you just can't trust that you should be able to trust the people that you're around um but also i i I think that you all um, have to put your guard down too, like you're saying, because you have if you want to have a really deep friendship with somebody, you have to be OK with like being vulnerable with them. And that is so hard for me, like so hard. Like sometimes I'll leave situations and I'll just be like, oh, my gosh, I was too vulnerable. Like I'm not doing that again next time. Vulnerability you know? hangover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember not too long ago, I think it was after Presley had died and I had audio messaged like one of my friends and I was just like crying because I was so sad and then she messaged me back and she she was like I'm so thankful that you can be that with me because me knowing that you can be that way because you're not always like that shows me that we are really good friends Mm. and that really taught me like If you want to have a super deep relationship and you don't want to like lose ties with people, you also have to give a lot of yourself that isn't comfortable, like it hurts. And it's like these weird growing pains of trusting people, you know, that actually reminds me of also (laughs) why I
1: probably did a really great job at um, dropping friends just whenever I felt uncomfortable is because I naturally can be such an open book to the point where people in in the past, because I, I do a much better job at that now, I have a lot I have awareness, you know. Um, where before I, I would talk about really deep things because I'm I've gone through it and I've like survived it and I've I've overcome the situations and everyone is like, wow, you just shared something super deep with me and I really appreciate that and um then I would realize gosh this happened on a lot of dates unfortunately and then I realized I'm like oh no (laughs) I think that they actually (laughs) like me more and I was just sharing like a snippet of Like, hey, this is who I am. Like, take it or leave it. Like, this is just how you get to know me. This is a really important part of me. And it's really easy for me to share because I think that everyone needs to be a little more open with each other and share more of the darkness because in light of that is who you are then. And so what I then realized is, oh, this is why people keep stuff to themselves (laughs) because sharing such deep things it's it's supposed to come from a place of trust and love and it i I think a lot of times sharing openly is a good thing and it needs to be done more often but then at the same time you really have to be careful with who you're doing that with um because they actually might not understand why you're sharing that or where you're coming from when you share that stuff so it takes a lot of trust and that took a long time unfortunately a lot of maturity on my end to finally understand that
0: yeah um yeah and I think at, at the same time it's having like um the discernment of if like you said, not only if they can handle it, but how close are you really with that person? Because yeah. I can't tell you my only regret is knowing that these certain people that like completely aren't in my life, like whatsoever, know such deep personal things about me. And one of them, granted, I was friend with them for so long. Like we were best friends, so that's yeah. fine. But there's other people where it's like, well they're being open, so I should be open and I should tell them this stuff. And Ooh, it's like yeah. uh no 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 because now Mm -hmm. you know this stuff and you've kind of proven that to be honest you're kind of a backstabber and so what are you going to do with this information and I shouldn't have done that and so it's trying to ride that line of I need to open up a little bit but also keep sometimes you need to keep your cards close to your chest because unfortunately a lot of people will do whatever they can to make themselves feel better and a lot of times that's talking badly about people and I had that happen um which it's such an interesting experience i had this i don't think i've told you this yet it wasn't a friend uh but i had somebody accidentally dm me um something to a story i had posted that had said some something like so weird and they didn't mean to send it to me and it obviously was meant to be sent to somebody else and i was laughing because i genuinely don't care But it just reminded me so much of being like, people are going to talk about you. People are probably talking about you right now. People aren't going to understand you. But you have to know who you are and really stay true to who you are. Um, And just know, even though all of this is being said, like, you cannot care. It always goes back to, like, not caring about what other people think and knowing when you lose friendships... You have to just, like, live with that and know that that has happened um, and that people aren't always going to get you and people aren't always going to forgive you. And I have been in that situation. And it's, it's, yeah, it's not fun knowing people think things about you that you know aren't true, (laughs) but it is what it is, you know.
1: I would say in the role of being a pastor's wife, (laughs) this can come up quite often, Um, especially as I say things like, well, but I love wine. I have wine in my hospital bag. I'm like, oh, like how are people actually going to take that? I I have a lot of times I I can worry that people will take things deeper or um, like run with a small snippet of what I say and even twist it or overthink it. And, um, I'm really glad that I had that, um, experience in the first few years of marriage when we were in Eugene and as I was tra- transitioning out of Portland, that was a lot of growth and maturity as far as being aware of what I say. And, um, although I, Even now, I would say I'm an extremely vulnerable person. I've had to take back a lot of who I am, unfortunately, but also to the point where I think that I'm just being more safe and cautious. I don't see myself as above anyone, but because of Zav's position, I unfortunately think um, people already see me as his equal, which, you know, I appreciate for sure. Uh, but then there's sometimes a stigma, um, behind what I should be and what I should look like and what mm-hmm. I should wear and what I should do. And, um, and I'm, I'm really glad that, well, we now have our own church where we can say like, Hey, whatever you look like, whatever you do, like whoever you are, you're accepted and you're welcome and it's okay wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so luckily as a culture of the church, I don't think that there has ever been any difficulty and, um, but I, you know, you never know what people are really thinking or saying about you. So I, yeah, I just learned to stop caring and I Um, always hold myself accountable for, you know, my actions and what I do. And I, I'm really thoughtful about my words and my actions. So, you know, hopefully I'm doing an okay job.
0: (laughs) No, because I mean, that's just that's true with anything that's true with having a platform, whether you have 100 followers or 100,000 oh, yeah. followers, you know, we yep. have this podcast and, you know, we're charting number one, not really. But, <laughs> you know, we have people listening to this and they are going to take what they want from this podcast and every other podcast we do. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to just have like the, the foresight of knowing like we are staying true to who we are, that these are our experiences, but people are going to judge us at a higher level, just like how leaders are going to be judged to a higher level because you are putting yourself out there and you know, everyone has a different perspective. Um, but anyway, to, to kind of end this off, maybe we could give like a piece of advice to people who have gone through toxic relationships or losing friends and, Maybe how to navigate those feelings,
1: and it's it's so funny because I still hold true to this saying, but everything happens for a reason, and even now, I like being. Most of my best friends don't even live in the same city as me, and so um, I can have the um, uh, what's that called when paranoid paranoid oh my gosh
0: there we go yes
1: so I because a lot of my friends don't live um by me a lot of them are still in Portland um or even I have one of my best friends in Arizona I'm also not the type of person um to like constantly be texting or calling my friends so I have to work really hard at doing that um to keep in check and to <laughs> make sure I'm actually being a good friend. Uh, but I can easily make myself paranoid and think, um, like, do they still like me? Are they still friends with me? Do they have other friends? And that's just not a like right way of thinking, like just continue to be the best girlfriend and i actually like truly mean that in a girlfriend like you're in a relationship unfortunately when it comes to friendships and i think that's one of the best pieces of advice that i've um kind of been given it's a realization that me and one of my best friends um had is you want it to work naturally like a relationship, it's not something that you have to constantly explain yourself away in and um, feel like you can't be true to who you are and you're holding a lot of yourself back. Uh, and I think that if that is the case, then you really have to have a talk with your friend and realize why do we keep so much from each other or like why can't we be real with each other or why does it make you uncomfortable that I like drink wine around you or like why do you always comment on these things you always have to communicate and you yeah. you just have and that's just the same thing as a marriage or having a boyfriend um and if you truly care about that person just checking in with them and unfortunately that's just what friendships are their work but mm-hmm. they got to be worth it
0: yeah yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, yeah, you bring up a lot of good points because kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, I am like the queen of long distance friendships. Like I still have friends that I met when I was 16 at summer camp. Like we still talk all the time, like just visited them. Like, but I I do it so much to where when they don't do that same amount back, I take it really personally, um, which there are certain times where I'm like, I don't think you want to be my friend anymore. <laughs> I should just take this as a hint. You haven't texted me in like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think you also, you, I have to understand, like, not everyone's going to be as attentive. But then you also have to be like, well, whenever they go through a really hard time, they're like calling me and they're crying on the phone for two hours. But like, I don't think they're going to do the same for me. So I yeah. need to understand that. Um, but what you said about, uh friendships being like a relationship is i mean that it it is so true i think sometimes you obviously have to be um a certain person around each friend i think each friend can like handle situations in um different ways because obviously i have some friends where i can be the most goofy silly ridiculous self <laughs> um <laughs> And then I have some friends where it's more of a time of just like being deep and talking or maybe we're not talking at all. So, you know, there's like you are different people around every single friend. I think that's just like the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you bring up like a really good point um, that I should adapt in some friendships and being like, hey, why do you always make comments about the way I dress? because that has happened to me before like what what oh, is awkward. this about Yeah, <laughs> you know but Gosh. also but being really honest like hey does it make you why does it make you uncomfortable when this or does it hurt your feelings when I said that like can you explain Does it hurt that your feelings that I'm better
1: looking to you is that why you're always commenting on on my clothing girl I
0: just don't <laughs> have girlfriends they're always just so jealous you know um <laughs> uh but anyways, yeah, I think I think that is a really, really good point. Um, but my piece of advice as we end is um, something that has been really good for me is making amends with the people that you feel like have wronged you or maybe you've wronged them yeah, um, that's good. and really being intentional about. Um, even meeting up with them and it might take a while I know one specific friendship it took like a year to get to that point where we could meet up and but then also not taking it personally if it doesn't go back to normal because I think a little part of me thought at one point maybe we could be friends again maybe this could happen and uh, and it didn't and you know this person had huge milestones in her life that I wasn't a part of and it still hurts me but I have to know like that friendship was a season I made mistakes I'm I'm paying the consequence of those mistakes. That is life. Um, and people aren't always going to forgive you. Um, but if you can, like, you can be humble and you can go to them and say, I'm sorry for whatever part I played in this and not accusing them. Like, mm. you made me feel like this. You made me feel like this. But, like, sorry about this. It's genuinely being it. like, no. Yeah. it's therapeutic. And I was listening to Armchair Expert and he always says this, like, in AA, they say, um I don't know what it is, but like being mad at somebody is like, you know, drinking poison and hoping the other one dies or mm-hmm. whatever it is or gets hurt. Um, but it is true and and there are going to be times like I I still am I still am struggling with certain people like forgiving them what they for what they did. But like what benefit is that giving to me like in my daily life just being mad at them. Like, oh that, nah, 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 and always saying a bad thing about them. Like, how is that making me a better person, you know? Mm-hmm. But just egg their house and move on. That's my advice. Honestly,
1: just do it already. It'll help.
0: I yeah. need to yeah. have a chat with you, Lisa, when we get off the phone. We need to know, talk yeah. about a few things.
1: Okay, bye. Uh, I'm turning my phone off for another week.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, ser- Everybody, she's being serious. <laughs> uh, okay, it's always better. When
1: September comes come together.
0: together. Bye. <laughs> bye. All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Again, we all hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. Um, and just know we are always here for you guys if you ever want to talk to us. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. and You can find us personally at Olivia Crin and at Lisa Brasser-Ursu. Don't worry, there are links in the show notes below because uh, those are very confusing. So... You can also find us on Facebook at the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders and you can join our group there where we talk about more things in depth and we just get to know you guys a lot better. Uh, If you haven't yet, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, it means so much to us, especially in this time. It helps us get on those charts so more people can hear our show. Uh, If you have any questions or comments about the show, feel free to DM us or email us at any time. And again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the salt and pepper podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.